Hello, listeners. Welcome to our fifth episode of our brand new fifth season of Mind Your Business podcast. My name is Mia Gomez. My name is Carlos Mora, and we're the hosts of this podcast. We want to give a special shout out to CDG, powered by the Microya Center for Innovation and Commerce, where we help students and recent alumni to start and grow their own businesses. Be your own boss. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Mexico, Maximo Gomez, to my left. He is an entrepreneur who graduated from UTEP, and now he's using his entrepreneurial skills to go further in his career. Welcome, Maximo. Welcome. Let me start with the first question, Maximo. We're very glad that you're here, but let us know a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? What do you study here at UTEP, and what are your hobbies? Awesome. Well, thank you for having me, Mia, Carlos. Appreciate it. Well, as you know, my name is Maximo Gomez. I studied engineering innovation and leadership here at the university. At that time, it was a very new program. I was in a different engineering degree, but then the name kind of attracted me and then I joined it and I, I loved it since then. And I always preach about to other engineers, to other business people to think about it for if you're aiming to do more startups or more venture. And I graduated in the class of 2022 in May. So almost a year ago, oh, a little bit over a year ago. And I've had the opportunity to, you know, venture a little bit in venture capital and startups, entrepreneurship, and, you know, just really had a good time there and uh, exploring all these different opportunities that are there for students that sometimes are unknown for people like us, especially in this region. Yes, uh, that's that's something very important. And I, I, if I can say something that is that a lot of my friends uh, went through the elite program, which is engineering and leadership. Yeah. And they got amazing opportunities in so many fields. Because we, we don't only promote entrepreneurship, but we promote everything that helps the UTIP students. So Elite is a great program and I can assist it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I remember back in 2020, Maximo, when I met you in the Blackstone competition. Do you yeah. remember? I remember you used to always like talk about the Elite program. <laughs> and I was like, damn, like I should have chosen that one. <laughs> uh, but my next question is, uh, what was your experience like being in the E-Lead and how do you think that career helped you to be in the position you're at right now? Great. So I'm always preaching about mentorship and opportunities and especially networking. And in that program, I got to meet a lot of the professors that uh, kind of guided me to towards the questions that I had at the time because I was it was very unknown. And I was always asking questions, you know, how does this work? What does that work this way? And like, how do you get into this more? And in that program, I got to meet a bunch of professors that had, you know, tons of experience in different aspects of running businesses, starting nonprofits, and just teaching education and engineering overall over many years. And I got very lucky. I can just say I'm very lucky. I've been blessed. And from there, when I started my first year, I got to be a teaching assistant. And that's where I got the opportunity to kind of see both sides of the spectrum of being a student and also an educator. And you could see what really worked for students and what didn't, you know, how, how they actually learned and what were the actual benefits of when you're teaching a lesson a certain way and you see how sometimes you go ask for the extra credit, you know, last week of finals. Um, but from those experiences, I got to see kind of what educators are looking for in students and kind of what makes a good student and like when people are actually wanting to learn, which is super, something super important, you know, being curious. You can always see in someone's eyes when they want to learn. And it's not just for the aspect of like the grade itself or passing that class, but it's because they really want to discover something and expand their mind. It's, it's something cool to see. And keeping in dialogue, like talking about uh, classes and professors and coming to UTEP, what is it like to be involved in like entrepreneurship programs like StudyG, Blackstone, and the Michael Center for Innovation and Commerce, and also being a student, like how difficult it is 
and how do you like overcome the challenges that come with it? It's definitely possible. Um, again, I've, I've been very lucky that I've had the opportunity to pursue those things. I know there's people that have certain circumstances in their life that doesn't allow that. Um, and being having that opportunity myself, it's, I feel like it's something that I can't waste. And that's when I try to take advantage of most, most of it I can. And in those settings, I think I first started with entrepreneurship and the hackathon that was hosted a couple of years ago, maybe three, four years ago now, by Microsoft when the Opaso Strong thing happened. And they were hosting that, you know, to kind of get, get the morale up and, and produce entrepreneurship in the, in the ecosystem. And here in this region, I got to participate, I got invited by someone to do that competition. And we ended up, we ended up like not sleeping at all. We, we came over here to keep working. Uh, we didn't sleep for like two, three days. And then we were like, you know, sleepless, big eye bags, and we were presenting our idea, something that we had, you know, put a lot of effort in. And we were presenting an idea that allowed for students to connect with each other at that, at that time. Uh, and that idea has evolved over the years. But when we presented that, we ended up actually winning the education track for that thing. It was like, well, I guess, I guess we got money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for us, it was like, okay, cool, lunch money. At that, at that moment, we yes. weren't thinking serious about the venture. It was just like, okay, now we can all buy Chipotle for the next week, you know? We're, we're set. And from there, um, I just love the sensation of that and, and like the experience of the adrenaline. And I love, I love being under pressure sometimes. It just, you know, gets the best out of you. That's when ideas come. And I decided to partake in more of those competitions. And in one of those, I met, I was where I competed with Mia. And then that one, it was cool because we competed against UT Dallas, UT Austin, all these big universities with big names and a lot of resources. And when we ended up, we didn't get first place, but we ended up getting second and being a lot of those universities. Wow. It felt very good, like showing them that, hey, you know, UTEP has some talent yes. too. So that was, that was awesome to see. And then from there, you know, another one, another one. Uh, we always ended up placing, never first. It was always never first. So I was like, what, what are we missing, right? Um, but it, overall, winning those competitions, it allowed us to pursue, you know, the idea later on. But it also gave me a sneak peek into entrepreneurship, venture, how funding works and how entrepreneurs are, are really interested in a lot of their ideas, but sometimes they don't follow on or they don't continue because either be life circumstances or just different life goals that they have overall. That's great. And I love that you mentioned that even though... Um you didn't necessarily like get first place you still like went back there and did all the best you could and i think that's just great because honestly like now that i've grown and i've like been through like a lot of stuff i'm like okay well that's just like a number it's like the experience that you get the <laughs> yes, networking exactly. and everything you gain so much experience so i think we did great either way <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty important because sometimes the people winning these competitions they might pursue it a couple months afterwards. Yes. And the people that did not just have that that fire inside of them to exactly. prove people on like, you know what, I didn't win it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to raise money or I'm going to build this product. Or I'm going to get X users. And these people are usually the ones that actually continue with their idea and don't give up because they don't need to be seeing the green light all the time. You know, sometimes okay. you're just you're not seeing any progress or progress and progress and people get frustrated and then drop it off or leave it. But these people continue going forward and that that's super important that's and, a lesson that you got and learn. that's part of entrepreneurship like you you will never get yes like all the time you will right. never go to meet someone and be like oh yeah i'll give you a thousand million dollars like that's not gonna happen like exactly. you're gonna get a lot of no's so if you get the experience beforehand that's amazing too and like that you get experience like this at utep that's amazing too like as you said we were like you were competing with uh big like bigger universities yeah. like maybe that they have Uh, more resources talking about money right. and still like you were there competing and you didn't care where you come from like how amazing is that yeah, indeed cool. you placed as well that means that they saw you 
maybe they had something one little thing that was different than you and but yeah like never give up that that's something that we can catch from here <laughs> exactly and you learn how to like grow thick skin and i think that helps you like, oh thick a skin lot is super important <laughs> in this game yes. yeah you gotta have super thick skin because there's gonna be people that tell you you know your product is is bad or no one's ever gonna buy this you know why how did you even think of this um this is never gonna sell and that's it's where you gotta you know put your vision forward you also gotta take feedback you gotta learn it's hard to distinguish sometimes like good feedback and then sometimes people you know fill out telling you no and it's it's hard to find a point where to pivot or what to switch or, or, you know, just learn when you got to change towards a different venture. And I've, I felt very lucky because at the same time during the pandemic, I was going through, through I was going to go do an internship at a university, University of Madison, Wisconsin. I was going to do the research over there. And I've had a lot of times where I've switched like my career path throughout the university. And I was going to go do neuroscience research and I was super ready. I was excited, but I was learning all these terms. They're like, they were very complicated. I was like, whoa, these are very hard. But at the same time, the pandemic happened, so it canceled. And when that canceled, an opportunity popped up here in the region where we could learn venture capital directly from a venture capital investor, um, Dr. Berta Bayadis. And he opened the Fire Venture Fellowship, which the second cohort just happened recently. And in the Fire Venture Fellowship, the first, I think they call it a fourth industrial uh, revolution economy. And in there, I got to, we got to see deals. We, we got access to things that you don't get to see until like two, three years into your career in venture capital and in the industry. And it was it was crazy to see all these things. And you got to see that you in this industry, you get to work with some of the brightest minds in the world, creating the newest products, companies that are servicing big societies. And it's crazy that you get to be there in the room with them and, and hear their insights on how they're thinking and how they're they're strategizing and how they're they're gathering all this capital to make that vision happen. And that you get to be there. And if you're if you're in the venture side, you get to help them. And if you're on the entrepreneur side, well, then you get to make that vision happen. And, it, and it's awesome seeing that because you get first dips into the, all the new technology. And second of all, you, you know, you're, you're making things happen. Super cool. Yes. It's great that you mentioned all of those programs because I think that it's very important to surround yourself with like-minded people, right? Yeah. And um, my next question, I think it goes kind of hand in hand with what we just talked about. What was like your most challenging situation that you faced either as a student entrepreneur or right now in your career? And how did you manage to overcome that? Yeah, I think the most challenging one was probably about a year. No, I think right after I graduated. So I decided to pursue the startup that we had and it was hard to see progress. We, we kept working, we kept, you know, 8 a.m. all the way to 10 p.m. It was, you know, working late nights every day and but still see not really moving the needle and it was something that you realized that just because you're putting more hours in doesn't equal effort i mean no hours doesn't equal results so not just because you put a lot of hours doesn't mean it'll equal to the outcomes you want there you got to work smarter and you got to know how to be like more efficient and actually apply those learnings to avoiding those uh those traps those failures in the future and there's of course there's going to be a lot of things that are unavoidable and you can't avoid it all but there's a lot of things that you can prevent. And this past year, and when I was pursuing the, the venture with my fellow classmates that we created this with, and it was just becoming very hard to see progress and it was becoming all oh, very tedious. But at the same time, I was meeting all this network of entrepreneurs as I was working from what we call the ACT Foundation Center. I think you guys have been there. And in there, I got to meet all these entrepreneurs, these investors, all these just people collaborating within the region that it was, it was easier for me to decide, you know, what to do next. And that's where opportunity just arose. And, and it's just, it's just a community of people that, you know, have your back and help you out. 
That's fantastic. Thank and you let me ask me. you, how was your tran- your transition when you graduated? Like, I'm a graduate student, like, and and then enter again to the entrepreneurship field, but more in a professional way. Because in Utah, it was like as a student, right? Yep. But now, how do you enter this path? Yeah, that, that's a very good point. And it's easier to pursue entrepreneurship while you're a student because you're still studying and you have those free hours. But after you graduate, it's like, if you say you're an entrepreneur, it's like, you don't have a job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So when people tell you that when you're somewhere, it's like, oh, okay, so you're jobless. Um, <laughs> so it was hard telling my mom, mama, no voy a, no voy a agarrar el trabajo que me ofrecieron. And she was like, what? You know, it's, you're crazy. And yeah, declining some job offers as an engineer, especially when it's, they're very high paying and right now. It was very hard for my mom to digest. Like, you went to school for all these years for nothing. Like, what are yes. you doing? And and for me, it's like, no, just trust. Like, I'm your investment, you know? <laughs> uh, give it some time. So they were very patient with me. Again, I was I was lucky to have parents that could support me. And they had always been, you know, telling me, like, you know, keep going. Don't give up. Um, and I feel blessed, blessed because of that. And when I had those people around me, including the community of members in the region, it allows you to pursue your dreams, you know, on another level, like with more, uh, with less fear, I should say, and with more initiative and more, more fire. And once you graduate from college, so then now it's, it's very different because it's not, when you're a student, a lot of people want to help you because you're a student. You're like, oh, he's learning or she's learning, you know? Oh, it's okay, está aprendiendo, you know? But then when you're, you're outside, it's like, okay, you should have known this or how come you haven't done this yourself? So it, it's more, it's a harder barrier of entry when you're a beginner, but, The point is to show that you're coachable and that you're learning and that you're actually advancing. Um, and those are very important to show the people that are helping you because if not, they'll stop helping you. You know, like this, I keep telling this guy, like, you know, improve your business this way or that way and they're not listening. It's why am I going to keep helping them? Um, but it, it is, a, it is a, I wouldn't say it's a huge difference, but it is, it is something that people should be ready to change for. Yeah, look out for it. That's great. And Maximo, I want you to tell our listeners, please, uh, just a little bit like a brief overview of what you do at your work, yep. how they can contact you and who is able to apply with you guys. Cool. So I'm helping out in a couple of things around the region. Um, my main goal, of, along with the people that I'm working with, is to increase entrepreneurship in the city. The reason for this is we have what we call the brain drain. That's what we call it, at least. And that's you just creating all this talent of people in finance, people in engineering, people doing business, people doing arts, and they can't find a high paying job in the city. So they have to move to other cities like Austin, New York, LA, Seattle to find those opportunities. Now, what we want to do is p people can actually, when they graduate, find a job that they, they want to stay in their, in their hometown. Now it's great to explore and go out and, and meet other, other cities. But there's a lot of students that want to stay in El Paso, but they know they can't because they don't get they don't get the the salary that they're looking for, and that that's very important. Once you know, coming from a 88 almost 89 Hispanic university, um, and a lot of times we are the first time of students entering college from our families, and what we want to do is bring entrepreneurship here, bring more headquarters here, create business here, create startups, create you know the next Apple's, the next all those big companies, and Our goal by doing that is, is by helping young entrepreneurs, uh, just like the way I've been helped, helping, you know, passing the baton and helping other people join either the venture capital side of funding, entrepreneurship and startups, or them themselves starting businesses that are tech enabled and scalable. Scalability is super important because that allows the investments to, to return. And yeah, that's, that's what I would and say. And is there like any upcoming projects or initiatives that STTE or 
any place that you're working right now that might help this mission? Yeah, so STT is one with Joseph Sapien. And now we partnered up with the city to create a ventures program, which I think we accepted two or three UTEP students recently. And in that program, we're, we're helping five startups a year for the next four years. And what we're doing in that program, we want to help use, we want to help the startups increase their users, increase their revenue, increase the, the, the amount of people they're hiring because that shows that they're growing. And in those four years, we want to give them a venture sprint every semester. And along that journey as they're learning, we want to help them prepare them, kind of mentor them so that they're ready to present. And for example, the Los Muertos, the biggest event that we have here for entrepreneurship, that's what I consider the biggest one we have because we bring investors from all over the world. And have them ready so that they are ready to receive capital. They're ready to receive all this funding from these companies and actually make an impact in the region. And and right now, I mean, right now what we're looking for is just pursuing people pursuing their ventures. So pursuing your startup, creating your own business, uh, especially tech enables what we're looking for is is one of the key metrics that we're always looking for here in, in the students in the region. So pursue that, you know, get help from Synergy, Blackstone, and and you know, pursue those things. Great. And you guys heard that. Make sure to follow us in our social media, which should <laughs> appear somewhere in the screen right now. And yeah, make sure to stay updated in all of the flyers that we post. We will always post all of the events that they are having so that you guys can apply. So yeah, stay tuned. For the fall 2023, we will have a lot of events, around 20 events, uh, pitch competitions, uh, networking events, um, mixers, and a lot of those will be with STTE. So you're invited to all of those. Just uh, wait for us to post them on our <laughs> social media and then RSVP and you're invited. If you're a UTEP minor, you're invited to all the events um, that we're going to plan as well. We hope to see you guys there. Following up, Maximo, with my last question, what entrepreneurial skill do you think of young students should cultivate for them to succeed in their work? That's a great question. And I'd say one of the most important, I'd say there's, there's a lot, right? But one of the most important ones is coachability because there's people that think they have an idea and no one else understands them. But you got to learn how to listen to feedback and actually perform and use that feedback to, to move further. And if you have an entrepreneur that's super smart but is not coachable, it's kind of hard for an investor to make to make the returns with with that company because um, they're not they're not you know following mentorship or guidance from these people that have been in the industry for a while, um, but also someone that's that's willing to put in the hours, and and not giving up in the first try because you're gonna get a lot of no's just like you said you you'll get mostly no's than yes you gotta get one yes and with like every 10, 20 no's and it's just like in baseball you know with the batting average as long as you bat thirty percent you're you're an all star so same here as long as you get you know funding you're gonna get so many investors gonna tell you no that that you're gonna get through before you get your first yes. And it's gonna be super hard. And it's it's very deteriorating because you know you don't know if like, am I the problem? Is the is the company the problem? But the skills that you should kind of harvest is is not not giving up, first of all, but also uh, seeing trends and analyzing, analyzing kind of um, well, what's the word I want to use? Uh, Seeing patterns is, is key because if you know where something else is going to be in the future, you can build something for when people actually get there and actually execute on that. And you're not late. You're the first one there. And then you already knew that this was going to happen. So you already knew the behavior that these people are going to actually perform. And, and seeing those patterns allows you to, you know, move early before your competition does and then just act. So those, those are the like two biggest things, coachability, 
seeing patterns and um, not giving up. I agree with those. Yeah. And as we have mentioned as well, like past guests have mentioned those as well. And, and we think it's very important, uh, especially in entrepreneurship. Especially in, in entrepreneurship, you don't wake one day with uh, your <laughs> bank account like full of money. Like yeah. it's something you have to work on and, and a lot of no's. Even like yeah. the ones that you're going to receive in your life, if you want to become an entrepreneur, you have to add those notes into your life. And I remember a professor um, from last semester, Dr. Jimenez, he told me that he, he works in sales. Mm -hmm. So he said someone that works in sales or someone that is an entrepreneur will receive so many notes that the day that they receive a yes, they will be like, what? What? Like, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you sure that you want to invest in my business? Yeah. But never, never like... Um, give up on your on your dream because at the end of the day that's what it is like you put so much work in something that you believe on and you dream on so that's an advice that i can say for the young entrepreneurs i agree and with all the no's that you will get there is always going to be one person who's going to believe in you so just stay there and yeah, yeah. and sometimes all it takes is that one person right but sometimes you are that one person exactly. yes uh, so supporting people is super important and not bringing them down but providing useful feedback I agree. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maximo, for accepting our invitation. Thank you for having me. It was truly an honor to have you in this episode. CDG, the Michael Aya Center for Innovation and Commerce, and the Blackstone Launchpad wants to thank you, our listeners, for your constant support. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes, but never forget to always mind your business. business.